As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. On today's episode of Lone Wolf Chat, we will be talking about coronavirus and the future of the publishing industry. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this particular subject is because I have seen some articles in Yahoo, um, the LA Times, Wired, the New York Times, when I can get a free article per month, and I'm noticing an uptrend in the publishing industry and it's not the upturn that one would think about um one of the upturns is there have been more book sales but there haven't been more book sales of say learning a foreign language and travel and the business industry which is saying something about the community at large when books of those three genres would be the things maybe you would think people would be focusing on considering the fact that we are in a pandemic, we can't go anywhere, and now we've getting, we're getting to the point where the country is starting to revitalize itself, and, and well, people um, have to change the way they think or the way they do things now. Now, where I live, we live um, in the state, which I live in the state of Pennsylvania and, um, the county I live in was red and it's starting the beginning of next month when we turn to the yellow zone. The yellow zone means that some, some businesses can reopen, but not all businesses can, can reopen. For example, I can, I can go to a restaurant now and actually may be able to sit in the restaurant, but they prefer you to eat out. It, but I can't go get my hair done. I can't, I still can't go get my nails done, which is a little frustrating because I like getting my hair done. That's like one of my guilty pleasures. But I understand, unlike a lot of people, which I'm not trying to throw shade, but they're since the pandemic has happened and getting to the point where local businesses have been suffering from the pandemic, a lot of businesses want to open up. And there have been protests and people got angry at each other. So I understand the frustration where everybody's coming from. I just, you know, prefer to, you know, keep my mouth out of it. So that's pretty much what I'm saying. So going back to the publishing industry, um, if you read a lot of these articles, they're saying there has been a turn, like I said, in book purchases. What this means is there was always a saying that the publishing and book industry is dying. They say it's because of Amazon, it's because of Walmart, it's because of Audibles, it's because you can just post stuff online. I mean, if you look, 
the way publishing has changed, it doesn't necessarily mean the book industry is dead. It just means it's evolving. For example, there, there are numerous web novels out there. Now, web novels is not a brand new idea. Web novels have been around probably the last five or six years, I want to say. And web novels have risen in popularity. In fact, some have been made into fan comics, which even the animator of the fan comic is making money off of this, which the author, author of the original series has been okay. I read um, The God of Pain's Bride, which, yes, it's a, it's a male-male story, and yes, it's not going to be up to everybody's taste, but for a story that's written in a way where you know it's two guys there's no real sex scenes which is great for people who aren't you know want to go far down that rabbit hole but the main reason why he's the groom is the whole premise of that story just a little sidebar there is the fact that he took his sister's place so she wouldn't be the bride of the god of pain which means she won't live a life of eternal suffering where she where he will and there's a lot that goes on with the story not just the fact that they're in a relationship but there's betrayal there's heartbreak there's a curse and the series got popular so the person who wrote the god of pain's bride is pretty much raking in the dollars from people paying per chapter same with um there was another series it's called the rise of the shield hero which i'm currently reading for um a youtube video i'm doing the rise of the shield hero started off as a web novel then turned into a light novel then turned into a manga and then turned into an anime which is a very interesting story and that became so popular that this guy has moved this guy has a deal with an anime company so that they can produce this so web novels have been around but it's mostly in asia you're not going to see it much in the united states you're probably not going to see it in europe um you're probably not going to see it in africa so Publishing in itself has evolved before the COVID-19 pandemic, but it's starting to evolve even further. Big publication companies have to adapt. Um, with the big, and this is just from reading the articles, you know, in my thoughts and surmising, um, the, a lot of these industries, you have to adapt. Now, we already know with the COVID-19 pandemic, you can't leave your house. You can't um, go to certain stores, and if it's not life-sustaining, it's not really a viable option. So you have books like, I remember when Borders used to be a bookstore, and it broke my heart when that store shut down, but um, you have Borders, you have, well, I'm sorry, not Borders, Barnes and & Nobles and Books A Million. Barnes and & Nobles and Books A Million are not considered life-sustaining properties, so they're not open. However, they're still in business because they have web sales. You can still get a hard copy book, but it's not going to be readily available as a digital copy is going to be. Same with um, Amazon and Walmart. Now, I did go to Walmart today, so I did see some books on the shelf. So it's not like they don't have any books, but there is a scarcity to it. Because of everything that's happened, deliveries have been shorter than they used to be. 
well not deliveries being shorter but there is a shortage of items and there's a short and there's a longer delivery time i actually was going to read a book a ya book that i wanted to do a book review called cinderella is dead that will be out either next month or july i have to look it up but it's only hardback only which is a little irritating i mean i don't as someone who reads books i don't mind reading paperback copies or I prefer hardback copies if I had to read them but I prefer it in a Kindle format not because I don't want to support the writer and pay more money I mean I have no problem paying more money but it means I have to wait even longer for a book which kind of goes into the instant gratification category when it comes to publishing and the way the major industries you got scholastic you got maximilian i don't even know if scholastic even does book books for real for real i probably should look that up before i said that um maximilian publishing penguin house um they're they're big i believe there's only four of them but i just i know for a fact maximilian penguin house are one of the bigger ones um those type i think they might be the same oh well anyway um those big companies had to adapt because their industry is focused on writing to market meaning that you write to what is popular for example if when twilight got popular um and blew up that's when all the other vampire stories came out the vampire diaries the southern mysteries true blood all those series um was based off the fact that twilight did so well which i know a lot of people will groan about because of its subject matter and the fact that it's a uh it's a dumb teen romance but whatever it's it's not for me but i know every, people do like it um the series what i'm trying to say is the big publishers write to market so for right now covid19 probably will restart not the zombie apocalypse because the zombie apocalypse i think at this point is pretty much dying out even though i love i love the walking dead comic book series and i read it and i despise the tv show and what it's become i do like the occasional zombie story so i still play dead rising i still play resident evil but that that franchise is dead so yeah so with the COVID-19 you're going to look at the outbreak of a viral strain that could be the new um publishing it thing because all everyone talks about now is COVID-19 and th what they do as a marketing thing is use it as almost almost as a marketing ploy almost so if you think COVID-19 is bad what if there's another pandemic that wipes out the human race and creates a new race of people what if there's um a chance that humanity had to leave earth because of a terrible virus you know there are all these stories out there and that's probably the the turn the turn of the century type of marketing ploy now with the big publishers they have to change the way they publish and market these things you can, you're always going to have a group of people who are always going to read paperback books but there are people like me who before you know the pandemic was happening was reading through kindle where i have kindle i have ibooks um i have what's the other one um i don't have kobo but i and i don't have the 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 walmart e-reader because nine times out of ten if it's at walmart it's at it's on amazon but i do have ibooks because not everybody um, well, one, I have an Apple product and I'm currently, you know, using an iMac to publish this episode. Um, but not everybody uses um, Amazon. And there have been controversies. There have been stories where Amazon has knowingly screwed writers out of their money. And you can Google that yourself if you want to see a bigger story about it. But 
the point of this episode is not about particularly that it's about how publishing thanks to COVID-19 has evolved that really should just be the title of the show and I'll just put that in there um COVID-19 has changed the way we publish I mean on the downside bookstores were pretty much shut down due to the COVID-19 pandemic except for a few you can't go to the library anymore but you can download books off of your local library's website and rent it for a couple for like let's say two weeks I believe and then you you can just renew the renew it or you can um, take out another book but you can't go to the library a lot of bookstores closed um, so the industry has changed but some bookstores have adapted some books they still do online delivery so these people will either do a pickup only or deliver it to the person's home so they can still able to read paperback books but with the adaptation of COVID-19 it also gives a rise to digital publishing the rise of audio, even bigger rise of audiobooks I mean audiobooks have become very popular and it's becoming even more popular because instead of you reading like the the title of audiobooks is that you can read you can hear books on the go which it's not an it's not an it's not a brand new concept i remember when i was a little kid um back in the 90s when we had cassette tapes yes i'm talking about how old i am right now we used to have cassette tapes. I remember reading Pet Sim- hearing Pet Cemetery on audio cassette, which had the sound effects. It had the booming music. It sounded like you're listening to almost like a, an, a um, an audio drama. And it's not a brand, It's not an old concept. It's been around, but the medium of how you do it has changed. Publishers and pe- writers now are working with Audible and possibly other companies to turn their published literary works into a web, almost like an audio, well, an audio book. And that cho- And now with COVID nineteen, there has been an increase in people buying audio books, digital downloads. So it shows, you know, one big thing that I'm talking about in this episode, which is the industry is not dying. The one thing people always say is the book industry is dying, but that's not true. The book industry is evolving. It's sort of like when we used to have even schools now just like schools have evolved even though it still has archaic means of teaching education it has evolved now people are more online more than ever people are socially distancing themselves even though the COVID-19 right now is showing that it's getting better there's always a chance that the panic could relapse at any time especially after I read heard an article well I read an article I should say about Anna News and a new thing on, on Morning Joe where they say once fall and winter set in that's flu season so there's always a, res- a chance that co- the coronavirus or COVID-19 could re-emerge if this is the case it is imperative to adapt now the publishing industry has always had a weird time on how writers publish their books You've, a lot of people try to go the traditional route or you're going down the indie route i myself am going down the indie route because of the financial situation i'm in i'm still gonna have to work until either i make enough money where where i can just put write full time which is really hard because we all know that uh writing writing itself is a um how should I put it? Writing itself is a competition. And secondly, um, 
I, my husband and I work in industries where only one of us staying home is not possible. He works in mental health. I work in education. It's not going to happen. And it's a reality I've learned to live with. It's not a, it's not an ideal reality. I would love to sit home all day and, and uh, read books and write all day, but that's just not how it works. So I go down the indie route. Indie publishers are kind of having a hard time because they have to find a way to make deals to make the writers happy. You want to be able to get the greatest deals so the people can, you know, have a buy-off um, of what, let's say you write a post-apocalypse virus novel. Um, the public, the, I believe the indie publisher has to see about the marketing, the person who's going to design the book, the editor, and the person who's going to be going out to Amazon, all the other companies on a smaller scale to get the books on the shelves or on the internet. It's harder now because the book, the publishing industries have not gotten as much money as they used to. For example, Amazon has has always kind of put the writing on the back burner. That's why you notice if you ever got your Kindle and it broke and it's been like five or six years, they'll just replace it or just get it fixed for a smaller price rather than just make you outright buy a new one. The reason for that is because they figure it's, you make more money, not just, not by buying the Kindle, you make more money by the books they buy off of the Kindle, which is why Amazon takes a good chunk of percentage off the purchases. And that's why they push for Amazon Prime so that Amazon itself can get money off of you purchasing the book or better yet, Prime, Amazon Prime has this thing or Kindle Prime, if you know, if you remember when Kindle was had just had Prime account, um, had a thing where you could sample any book, but you didn't have to buy it. Um, Kindle Unlimited, that's what it's called. Kindle Unlimited was a, a system where you could just rent a, you could just get a book. You didn't have to pay for it because you're paying a monthly subscription. So back, so I'm, I'm probably explaining it wrong and there are plenty of articles out there that could probably explain this better, but basically you get this book you can read a couple of pages the writer reads the cut gets paid for the couple of pages or chapters you have read but you put it back on the shelf the writer gets paid but amazon gets paid more under the, the um unlimited the kindle unlimited uh subscription now on the other hand let's say you don't get kindle unlimited i don't get kindle unlimited because i want to support the writers more if i buy a book full price let's say i pay 12 dollars for a book which is rare for it for a, a publishing standpoint for a digital book what i mean is um like let's say i read michelle obama's book and it was like 12 to 15 oh that was my bad. Twelve to fifteen dollars. Michelle's gonna get more money than Amazon will because one, she was the former first lady, and yeah, that's probably not a road you want to go down with Michelle because she's a she was a lawyer, and two, um, paying at full price ensures that the writer gets paid more. Now that's a whole different subject for a different episode, but that's just an example I'm using of evolving. In this industry with COVID-19, it's forced a lot of people to go online. People who aren't, aren't mostly social media people. Like, I like social media to an extent. I don't like, you know, some of the stuff that's on there. Um, like, some of the headlines about who slept with who and all this stuff. I don't care. I mean, it makes great drama for writing purposes, but 
it's not something you know I'm focused on and maybe that I'm part of writing communities online like we're we're kind of a close we're kind of a quiet bunch of people and as I've told people before we're kind of a boring bunch of people compared to people who might be in the drama tube channels or be on the gamer channels I mean we're out there we're just not out there like they are so it's forced a lot of us to actually expand our horizons and build our platforms better than what they used to be now the good thing about the pandemic is it does give you time to write if you're not working i'm still working i'm working from home thank goodness but it doesn't give me as much time writing as i think it does i mean i did a whole youtube video of how i have to do my schedule because writing after work is stressful because i deal with a lot during the day and i have i need hours to decompress and rest my mind before i even get back to writing but the whole point of this episode i feel like i'm just rambling this whole episode but the whole point of this episode is to point out how the publishing industry is not dead. It's not dead at all. In fact, it's it's just evolving. The way we read is different. In fact, there if you look on the marketing um, websites, um, I'm just getting water here. The 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 the, the um book sales have actually steadily increased, and I think part of it's because there's not as much to do. And that's something people need to cope with. <laughs> there have been an in, uh, increase in children's book sales, in hobby books, in fantasy books. Those three have been the biggest. So right now, the people who might, um, not Brian Sanderson, because he's very famous. I'm sure he probably got a lot of books out there. But let's say you're a first time fantasy author. You might be getting a bigger of an increase in book revenues than you ever have before. And some of that is because we're all sitting from home and there's not much else to do. But with this evolution on how we publish and how we write, and, and there's going to be an episode about focus coming up soon. The way things have changed, it, it, it shows a smiling president on what the industry has changed to. It means that, and like some people who say reading is dead, reading is still alive. If you have nothing else, if you get bored with the internet, if you get tired of watching what's on TV, or if you get tired because you don't have any new games to play right now, you can always find a new book to read. So there is one thing I do say in the industry is hope. You have hope in the middle of this. You have something to occupy your brain besides all the negativity. And that's the greatest thing a writer can do is to comfort someone and give them hope amongst all the terrible things that's going on. So... I don't have much more to say after that, so I'm going to end the episode here. Um, thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please follow me on Twitter um, I, at LC Clemens. I also have a website, which is at lonewolfchat.com. Um, and if you like what you hear and want to subscribe to more and maybe donate to the channel, to this to this uh, show, I do have a coffee link, which is ko-fi for slash slash LC Clemens. Um, and I will chat with you guys again next week. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.